This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Patricia Blondheim. Welcome to the Good Neighbor Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia Blondheim, and today we have Good Neighbor Taylor Pierce, and Taylor is the co-founder at Gourmet Kitchen here in Tuscaloosa. Taylor, how are you today? I'm great, Patricia. How are you? I'm doing fine. We have a little bit of um, a little bit of a lag with our internet connection here today, so um, I hope I don't talk over you. Uh, but if I do, don't worry about it. Our listeners understand. Um, tell us about Gourmet Kitchen. Yeah. Well, first of all, thanks so much for having me, and uh, I may talk over you too. So. Forgive me if I do. Um, Gourmet Kitchen is a local business that started out of my garage in 2017 and has immensely grown in those very short years. Um, we are wholesaling our food and um, just growing at a pace that is faster than we ever imagined. Um, we do prepared meals Um, A lot of people call us the casserole business, and I love a good casserole, but I like to think outside the box a little bit and call it prepared meals because some of the things that we make um, are just, they're not exactly casseroles, but they're prepared meals that you can put in your oven or your microwave and have a homemade real ingredient meal that's preservative free um, in just a few minutes. And I really love in you know, the heart of the business is that it gives people more time with their families. Um, we live in the South and everyone loves to love on other people with food. There's nothing we love to do more than than uh, give someone else some food when someone dies or has a baby or is in need. And I love that. That's who I am as a person. And that is really what the the business is based on is being able to love and serve other people, whether it just be your four person family or a friend down the street, a neighbor, um, but just being able to love and serve them with food. And we think it's pretty good. We actually really love our food. And we get, I was just meeting, uh, saw someone this morning who said, my favorite thing about your food is that I can always trust that it's going to taste good. I can't always depend on that with my cooking. So those are my favorite kind of compliments. And um, yeah, so that's the business. We've grown so much. We are we have about 22 retail locations where we wholesale our food. And and obviously we sell still to local Tuscaloosa. So it's been wild. Well, food is one of my love languages and uh, one of my favorite things to get. I know it seems very simple, but I love your turkey and rice soup. I don't know if it's yeah. turkey and rice or chicken and rice, but. Thank you. I appreciate it. That, that it was one of my favorite. <laughs> well, thanks. I appreciate that. Um, that was, I love cooking obviously. And I love making soup and chicken and wild rice soups. One of my favorites. Yeah, it's an ex- excellent soup and it's one of my, it's my go-to. It's my go-to when I go in. Anyway, tell our listeners about your journey. How did you um, how did you end up in your garage and then suddenly out here having this incredible success? Well, thank you. I appreciate that. 
Um, it is a, such a fun story to tell. So I was a stay at home mom. I had just had my second baby. Um, I decided that Tuscaloosa was really in need of a gourmet to go business. Um, I know there had been some things uh, previously in decades prior that had come and gone. But when I was having babies, I realized that, first of all, none of my friends liked or wanted to cook. And they also didn't have anywhere to just go buy a quick, convenient meal. They were going to De Palma's and Zoe's and all these restaurants and buying our family these huge dinners and I thought, my goodness, we just need a poppy seed chicken in an aluminum pan. You know, just go go love on these people that had a baby. So I started taking notes on my phone. Anywhere I would be just kind of randomly write down baked ziti or some other menu item idea. And again, I love to cook. I grew up cooking with my grandmother and my mother and my aunt. Everyone just loved to be in the kitchen together. So I am big on making goals. I'm really, really passionate about setting goals. I even make my children do it, which they don't always love. My daughter told me this year her goal was to eat more ice cream. Um, but I wrote down my goals and I always do that. So in 2017, I wrote them down. One of them was to start that little casserole business. And I really did at the time just think it would be a small little thing that I would do on the side. And um, I would just sell to a few friends who, you know, passionately loved my lasagna so much that they would rather just feed that to their family instead of make one. So uh, I met my business partner through our church, actually, and was talking to her about it one day. And she was interested in, in doing it with me. So we got this thing going together and started in my garage. And we did that for 15 months um, and it started with just a few little friends, but then I made a Facebook group to see if anyone else would be interested. And along the way, there were over a thousand people on it. It was adorable. We had this little setup where it was an honor system and there was a mailbox on the wall and you would drop your money and come sign the spreadsheet that I had made and pick up your food. <laughs> to begin with, it was in a standard refrigerator, which in hindsight is hilarious. Um by the second week, we had these two huge commercial refrigerators in my garage. So people would come in and, you know, we had eight kids between the two of us and the children would be all over the garage. And my favorite thing about it was that we got to know so many people and the people would come in and tell us about what they were eating for dinner or who they were giving food to. And we would learn about their families. And um, it was just a really sweet, special time. I did always think that because of the instant success in the garage, that this was a niche that hit in Tuscaloosa and we needed to take it big um, and do more with it. And also, I didn't sleep very much at night thinking that the health department might knock on my door and tell me you really can't make lasagna for other people. Um, but I so we started looking for uh, brick and mortar spaces and I consulted with so many people along the way. Lindsay Miller, one of my, or Lindsay Miller Neal, who is a co-owner of Battle Republic, one of my favorite consultants along the way, um, and so many people who just helped make big decisions. But we opened our storefront in December of 2018, and it was such a hit. It was so much fun. My goodness, that very first opening day, 
Um, we had hundreds of people coming through there and it was just a lot of fun. We, we had fun trying some different things and um, the storefront was open for five years. And when it came time to renew our lease, we had realized that we really had created two different businesses. One was a retail in the store and one was wholesale. And um, we needed to streamline and kind of ride one and do it well. Um, so that is why at the end of May of last year, 2023, we closed our storefront and um, are working out of our other facility, which we had along the way um, in 2020, I believe we got this facility here. So then we came under USDA inspection so that we could sell and uh, wholesale our food to grocery stores. And we always half jokingly say we're going nationwide. We are not joking. But the first time we ever used that word to someone, he laughed out loud and we really believe it. Um, and that is our goal for sure. So we're under USDA inspection, which is obviously um, important that our food is kept safe and but it's very structured and rigid. So our, our time that we work is very um, structured and our reporting and our uh, we do a lot of time and temperature taking and making sure that everything is done just right. So we do business now to local Tuscaloosa. I wouldn't call it a storefront necessarily, but we do have a door that you can come into and shop still. It's just not as cute. <laughs> well, tell us, do people have misconceptions about, um, about Gourmet Kitchen? Well, I do think that when we closed that storefront, a common misconception was that we closed our business, um, which we have fought really hard to communicate that better. Uh, just we tried to tell people, you know, we're just not going to be in this location. But when you're in a location like that on McFarland Boulevard, where thousands of cars are driving by every day and seeing your sign, and now we're kind of tucked away. And this facility is perfect for us. It's what we need. But um, it's it's off the beaten path. And of course, then we got here in the uh, they closed the road because they're redoing the bridge because we live in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> And there's road work everywhere, but I'm, I'm thankful for our city's growth. Um, we are actually in Northport right across the uh, road, um, but it's just a hop skip. It's less than a mile from our other location, but it seems far away because it's not, uh, it's a little out of sight, out of mind, I guess. So I think that is a misconception now, but probably a common misconception through the years has just been that um, that it's cheaper for people to go and cook and buy ingredients at the grocery store and cook it themselves, which I've always, always fought hard against. And then post inflation, we certainly would fight harder against that. We do the math all the time and it's, it's actually cheaper and more convenient, of course, to just buy it prepared. I think another thing, and I don't know if this is a misconception or if it's just individual, um, people and they and their standards for themselves are pride. But a lot of women, I think, particularly in the South, want they want to make it themselves. You know, they want to say, I made you this poppy seed chicken or, hey, family, I worked so hard today to put this poppy seed chicken on on the table tonight. And sometimes I think good for you if you enjoy cooking and that I do. And that's something that I would love to do. But if it's more about 
saying you did it just to say you did it. Why not work smarter, not harder and come by it and say, look what I did. I saved two hours of my day today and did other things instead by buying Gourmet Kitchen's poppy seed chicken and putting it on the table. So I think some of those misconceptions are very easy to retaliate with um, just facts, you know. Yeah, ready, ready to eat meals. They they save money not because you can't do it yourself. You can go buy all the ingredients and you can make the meal. And 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 it would appear that the meal would be slightly less than buying it yourself until you factor in the time you spend, the gasoline that you use, and let's not let's not play this down, food waste. If you're not factoring food waste into um, into your preparation, like you have to, you factor in food waste quite really scientifically. That food waste increases the cost of all of your meals across the board. So um, I'm a big fan. I did have I did have a mother-in-law that um, she considered it a, a badge of honor to make her own food and bring it over when she didn't when she bought it she would spend time with her own little aluminum pan scooping everything out so it was just right into her own aluminum pan so that she could claim that she was the one who made it and you know what you can do that here too <laughs> absolutely i tell people all the time hey bring your casserole dish we have people who do that put your name on the bottom of it we'll put that lasagna right in your own pan it doesn't matter to me if you need that badge of honor, go for it. We just want to feed the people. Yeah. <laughs> you're not going to be mad. No, certainly not me. <laughs> it's fun really funny when you're not it's working. Really, uh, well, I I try to have lots of fun. I really love to play tennis. I wish I got to more often. Um I am a mom and I really, really love being a mom. It is my very favorite thing in the world to do. Um, I love that my business allows me the flexibility to be present with my kids and be the one who picks them up from school and drives them to practices and things like that. And um, that might not happen 100 percent of the time, but it is certainly the goal and is extremely important to me. Um, just having that quality time with them. And they're only little ones. My kids are nine and 10. And I just, I want so badly to soak up those years. Um, we've got teenagers too. And I already see how the, you know, they're so busy and between their social lives, I just want to soak up all this time. So my son plays golf and I love to be on the golf course with him. I do that for fun a lot. Um, he plays in a lot of tournaments, but even just going out to the course and playing nine holes and riding on the golf course, there's there's nothing better to me to do with him because we get to he gets to do something he loves. I get to watch him do something he loves. And then we get that that conversation time too. Um, my daughter plays volleyball and tennis and, and they both do piano. They're very active and have a lot of activities, but I would say that uh, just doing those things with them, um, the car rides to do on the conversations that we have, I love to cook and we love to sit down and, and actually 
you know, really have family dinners. Um, those things really just bring me lots of joy and, and they are what I do for fun. Mostly. Is there a, a hardship or a life challenge that, um, maybe you've encountered Taylor that has, that has kind of changed the trajectory of your life or maybe just made you a better person? Yeah, I think that there are lots of things and I think not to narrow it down to one in particular, but kind of a, a lesson that I continue to keep learning, it seems, is I think anytime you put yourself out there and you do something big and you really want to make a difference and uh, make an impact in people's lives, whether it be creating a business or, um, you know, being on the board of directors for some uh, organization, no matter what it is. I think when you put yourself out there and you are in some type of leadership role, people have opinions and it's hard not to care what other people think. And it's hard really to filter the opinions of others through take the grain of truth and make yourself better and don't listen to the rest. Um, so I do, I find that constantly that is put in front of me as a challenge is to remember who I am, remember to commit to myself, to my goals, um, and to not let the, not let the fuss of, of people's negativity or opinions really get to me or change who I am or my goals. I mean, even simple things like when we went to uh, get a loan to start this business, we got laughed out of a lot of banks. You know, I mean, our, our landlord at the storefront, whom I adore, he's one of my favorite humans ever. At the time he said, girls, are you serious? Y'all are two stay at home moms. You want to go start a bit. What do y'all know about business? And really, we didn't know squat about business, but we're smart girls and we figured it out. But it just things like that. He he was just being honest and having a real conversation. But when people don't believe in you and you have to keep your head up and fight to believe in yourself, it's a it's a good life lesson. Yeah, I found that it's really best if I just tell people what I'm going to do and I don't ask for their opinions and I just do it. But I find that that in that way, I'm not pulling myself and other people's fears up the hill that I want to climb. And it sounds like you did a great job of sort of filtering that out and putting up boundaries. And um, that, by the way, is what makes a great business person. One of their great qualities and so, um, and that fearlessness is what has propelled you to the top of that hill. And I'm, I'm happy you didn't listen. Thank you. I appreciate that. What's the one thing that you would want people to take away? <laughs> Get the pun, take away about gourmet kitchen. I mean, funnily enough, where we are and how you can get to us to take it away. Uh, in Tuscaloosa, it's because of this move, I think we really are just, it's hurting my heart that we aren't serving Tuscaloosa as well as we could be. So we are located at 2210 Ninth Avenue in Northport, which is down MLK. 
um, next to Will's funeral home and near Archibald's barbecue. I definitely want people to know that um, we're open Monday through Friday from 10 to two. You can, you don't have to order. You can just walk in and shop. You can call us and talk to us about your needs. Yesterday I took 15 salads to the new welcome center on campus, which is beautiful by the way, but just that, our food is available, accessible, and it really can help your life, in my opinion. So whether it be a quick luncheon that we go drop off salads and you have your luncheon, or if it is putting poppy seed chicken and green beans and squash casserole in your casserole dishes so that you can have Sunday lunch prepared, we would love to serve you however we can. Um and I do think that with our wholesale business, it's, you know, we're going out and getting new customers and we're going to the Piggly Wiggly in Birmingham and talking to them about selling our product there. That is great. I'm thrilled and proud of that, of our business for growing in that way. But it means a lot to us personally that our customers here in Tuscaloosa, where we started and where our roots are, those same people who were coming into the garage who love our lasagna are still getting our lasagna if they want it. We will deliver it to your house. You can come and see us. But that's really important to me for people to know that we we care about Tuscaloosa. We want to serve you well with our food. Well, that's something we have in common. We both love this town. And thank you so much, Taylor for coming by and sharing Gourmet Kitchen with us today. Um, I really enjoyed our talk. Me too, Patricia. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast Northport. To nominate your favorite local businesses to be featured on the show, go to gnpnorthport.com. That's gnpnorthport.com. Or call 205 809 4910.